This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our locked on rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Hello, women's basketball fans. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Women's Basketball. I am your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. And yesterday you heard me break down Kim Mulkey to LSU and some of the details of her contract have come out. So I'm actually going to start there because. I mean, not only does Kim Mulkey get to move home, but we're, I mean, this contract is, is pretty sweet. I want to get you the accurate numbers and also give credit to the person who I saw tweeting it. Um, first person I saw tweet it was Brody Miller, who uh, is a beat reporter for The Athletic. Uh, so, uh, Kim Mulkey's LSU contract, according to her signed term sheet, she will make $2.5 million in her first year. That is going to rise to $3.3 million by year eight. Um, a few other things that we're seeing here is that, um, <laughs> She gets incentives for a regular season cha- championship, $65,000, an additional, an additional $35,000 for an SEC tournament championship. Um, first round of the NCAA tournament, $28,000. A national championship, um, $75,000. And this is all cumulative. So it's not like, you know, oh, if you get all the way to the national championship, you make 75. No, she picks up all the money along the way. An NCAA tournament title is worth $150,000. Um, top 25 finish, $25,000. National coach of the year, $15,000. Um, so, you know, it's looking pretty good. There's also academic incentives, multi-year academic progress rate in the top percentile, $13,000. You know, I always, you, you hear t- coaches talk about, you would hear um, Pat Summit talk a lot about um, education and all of her players that played four years would get, um, would would get their degrees and that being extremely important. And it's, I did not realize that some of this was baked into contracts. Um, I don't know. I I've never really, if I'm being honest, given much thought to, um, to contracts, but, uh, here we go. So yeah. So Brody Miller, again, is the first person that I saw, I will leave a link in the description. But, okay, so I talked about Kim Mulkey, um, the maskless wonder Kim Mulkey. Um, Really thirsty, though, to bring in a title to LSU. I played that clip. So if you haven't listened to Wednesday's show, highly recommend that you do that. Uh, What else did we talk about yesterday? We talked about 
Jackie Jamelis joining the New York Liberty coaching staff. And so you got to hear a little bit about that. You also heard from Vicki Johnson, head coach of the Dallas Wings, talked about Kim Mulkey. Um, but as I promised yesterday, today we are going to talk about one of my favorite topics, and that, of course, is social justice in the WNBA. You're going to hear from uh, Social Justice Council leader, Lasia Clarendon. You're going to hear from veteran in the league, and now with the Las Vegas Aces, you're going to hear from Angel McCautry. And I also want to take you back to New York. Jocelyn Willoughby did a fantastic um, book club. Uh, it was in uh, coordination with a local um, bookstore, brick-and-mortar bookstore in Brooklyn, uh, called Café con Libros, which, for those who may not know, café, coffee, con is with, libros, books. So, coffee and books, uh, essentially. Uh, nice, nice little thing. And uh, I have not visited Café con Libros, but I do follow them on social media, and uh, they're very active in the community. So, Jocelyn um, and the New York Liberty partnering with a Brooklyn-based bookstore, they did a book club. And so you'll hear a little bit about Jocelyn Willoughby's book club. We're already starting to see teams um, make cuts. Um, that's likely because there are still a handful of athletes that are overseas. Um, so some of these rookies, and this was to be expected, especially with this rookie class, there are, are about six to eight roster spots available uh so now it's going to be a matter of who's signing where i also um hinted that arella girantes i prefer to pronounce it Arella girantes um is having some difficulty getting to los angeles from new york uh covid related not sure if it's an illness to her necessarily but it did sound like maybe there was a contact tracing situation happening um so the ins and outs um we're gonna see how all of that works but these teams have to get their rosters down to 12 that's another thing i talked about yesterday you heard me ask walt hopkins about asia Durr has been profiled um as a long hauler this is uh someone um, and it was an HBO Real Sports uh, feature, so obviously they spoke to athletes. But uh, there are a handful of people that are considered long haulers, so they're having lasting uh, effects from contracting coronavirus. And unfortunately, Asia Durr happens to be one of those people. And it, it is possible, but not probable, um, is how Walt Hopkins said it. But you can hear all of that again on Wednesday's show. But today, again, you're going to hear from Lasia. You're going to hear from Angel. And you're going to hear from Jocelyn Willoughby on this episode of Social Justice in Women's Basketball. So let's kick it over to Lasia Clarendon. And I'm going to mention this every time I mention Lasia's name. If you have not already read the Sports Illustrated piece on Lasia and other non-binary and or transgender athletes. Highly recommend that. I will put that in the description. 
And, you know, I gotta, I gotta toot my own horn here as well. I wrote a piece on Lasia, not specifically about their pronouns, but uh, he and I spoke and it really became evident to me that Lasia wants us to use all pronouns for her. And I really appreciated Lasia breaking that down for me. So I'm also going to link my story with Lasia in The Athletic, which I think... Uh, at least according to Leja, was the first time all their pronouns were used in an article. So go check those out. I will let you do that on your free time. In the meantime, in between time, now let's hear from Leja himself. It's Jeff Ferrato. I'm with uh, mm, Cal so Sports Report out in, out in the uh, Bay Area. Leisha, how you doing? Hey, Bay Area. So, um, Leisha, I, I read the... Um, the, the uh, essay you wrote for the Players' Tribune last June, it's time to think bigger. And one of the things you said in there is that you believe in the possibility of change. And I'm wondering, are you seeing change? And in particular, um, what was your reaction to the uh, Derek Chauvin uh, verdict last week? Uh, <laughs> that's a, um, a difficult question to answer. I mean, I am seeing change in a lot of ways um, in culture and society, especially with um, like cultural shifts with, you know, including people's pronouns, like actually having conversations in the national, like zygeist. So I think there's a lot of change there. I think there's some policy changes you're seeing, you know, from the Biden administration. Um, but I had really mixed feelings about that verdict. Obviously it was almost like a, oh, thank God. But the fact that we had to wait and maybe see if this person um, got sought justice. And when I say bigger change, I think a lot differently about policing and about public safety. So we have to hold two things at once, right? Like I don't want prisons to exist. I am an abolitionist. I want to abolish prisons, but at the same time, it's the only form of justice we have right now. So it's like lock him up, but I don't want prisons to exist. And so there's a lot of mixed feelings there. I am grateful that um, we saw some justice served, but I think, you know, it kind of felt like giving us a one little, um, you know, victory. So we'll stop fighting. And so it's just a lot of mixed feelings, but I'm so grateful for that family to get justice, some semblance of what um, justice could be. But we know the ultimate justice would be like George Floyd having his life and his daughter having a father and him still breathing um, air and so many other victims. So um, it just, it, and um, also wanted to ask you about the Social Justice Council. I know Jeff asked kind of about the Chauvin case, but we also have uh, that U.S. Attorney General uh, Merrick Garland has, um, he's going to be investigating both the Minneapolis Police Department as well as the Louisville Police Department. Um, with that information coming out in the last several weeks, I'm just wondering if you think if and how that might impact how the Social Justice Council moves forward. Uh, the sirens in the back. That's kind of funny. Yeah, it's New York City for you. <laughs> <laughs> How our council moves forward? Yes, correct. Uh, given that there are some actions coming from the U.S. Attorney General. Um, I mean, we always want to kind of pay attention to like what's relevant in culture and what's happening, but we're, there's, this is obviously a lot of deep seated systemic um, work. So we kind of have our pillars that we're focusing on as we move forward, but obviously we'll pay attention to everything that's coming out and kind of take it as it goes. But as of right now, we've got some of our focus categories. Thanks. Always fantastic to hear from Leisha Clarendon. Coming up next on the show, 
we're gonna head to Las Vegas and hear from Angel McCautry. Also, a fun little fact about Angel McCautry is, uh, if you didn't know, Angel McCautry owns an ice cream shop. And Angel, one of the reasons Angel McCautry is excited to travel with the WNBA this year is because Angel plans to visit ice cream parlors or, or creameries in each WNBA market. And so I had the opportunity to make a suggestion for Lasia. I will play that. You can check out my social media. That'll be more of a short clip that I will have up for you if you want to know where to get some really great ice cream, sorbet, non-dairy, all of that good stuff. I've got a spot for you. So make sure you're following me at elindsay08. But my conversation with Angel McCautry regarding social justice coming up next on Locked On Women's Basketball. If you are a longtime listener to the show, you know I am a sucker for a family-owned business. And luckily, the Locked On Podcast Network is sponsored by rockauto.com. It is a family business that has been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The catalog is unique. It's remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the best brands, specifications, and of course, the prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see the parts available for your vehicle. Type locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com as promised we are going to hear from angel mccautry louisville alumna of course was integral in bringing brianna taylor and other women in particular that have been um, killed uh, at the hands of law enforcement, bringing their names, their legacy, their stories to the wobble, uh, the Bradenton bubble. So you heard from Lasia Clarendon, and they broke that down, and Lasia told us what, what she feels. And now you're going to hear from Angel McCautry. Um, so let's let's go ahead and roll the clip. And then you and countless other WNBA players were pretty much the foundation for social justice and uh, standing up against, you know, a systemic racism and inequality. And you yeah. all were also responsible for sending two members uh, to the Senate uh, to making sure their campaigns were successful. Are there any plans moving forward to continue to keep that momentum and continue to keep that message alive across the WNBA, especially with you and the Las Vegas Aces? Absolutely. I think it's a never ending thing. I think that's something that you continuously do over and over. And how I like to explain it is, you know, I've never won a championship, but because I never won a championship, that doesn't mean that I'm going to stop working hard to achieve that goal. 
And that's the same thing when, when you talk about social injustice, even though we, we may not see the results we want to see right away, we don't, we don't stop working to get the results we want to see. So um, we, that's a, that's a never ending thing. We, we constantly work toward that. Cause even now uh, I live in Georgia and you're making laws to make it harder for people to vote. Why? Like, I, I, you know, it's, so it's always going to be something you got to fight against for what's right for the people. Erica. Thank you much. Um, Angel, Nick uh, alluded to something that I wanted to ask you about, and that is that today the U.S. Attorney General um, has uh, announced that he will be doing an investigation into the Louisville Police Department. That's in addition to the investigation um, that he has already launched in uh, Minneapolis. And, yes. um, uh, you know, apropos again to Nick's uh, question and your comments that, uh, you know, this is something ongoing. I, I was just curious if you had a reaction to that news. Yes, um, I think, um, you know, I love that accountability is, is, is starting to happen. Because these things, these stories have been going on for so long. They just, I like the, the, the quote that Will Smith said. He said, racism isn't getting worse, it's getting filmed. So now people are seeing what, um, you know, people have been preaching about before us for so long, you know. Um, so Tupac wasn't crazy when he was saying police, this police, that or NWA. Yeah, it was a little vulgar, but those were the struggles that we kept fighting for. Now people can see this is a big deal. This is wrong. Um, there needs to be accountability. So I'm glad to see that now some accountability is being taken with, with that because people are still human beings. Um, and needed to be uh, treated accordingly, no matter what uh, race, color, gender, ethnicity, religion, any of that. It, it needs to be equality for all the people in, in treatment of um, arrest or anything of that nature. And if you caught that there, Angel mentioned something um, about Georgia. Georgia, I talked a lot more about Georgia than I thought I would um, last season. But um, I just want to make sure that people understand it's, uh, I believe, HB 202. And um, there's some controversy over that bill. But some of you may remember, I talk about Renee Montgomery all the time. She was my ultra player of the week. If you haven't listened to Wednesday's episode as to why, if you're into business, tech, um, sports business, I highly recommend Wednesday's show, and I will have more about Renee Montgomery. Uh, also, make sure you follow me over at Forbes Sports Money, because I'll be writing about um, Renee Montgomery as well. Let me turn off my, my ringer here. I got all these, uh, all these messages coming through. Auntie's popular tonight. Anyway, um, all right, so, um, you should listen to that. But if you remember, Renee Montgomery took last WNBA season away to focus on social justice. There is a video of Renee Montgomery handing out water at a protest. According to HB202, if Renee Montgomery were to do that same thing, hand out bottles of water to, say, people in line waiting to vote, she could be subject to arrest. Uh, so... 
I'll get into 202 a little bit later uh, on another episode of Social Justice Thursday, but I just wanted to flag that for you. But as always, I highly recommend that you check out Remotely Renee and everything that Renee Montgomery is doing. And actually, my visit on Remotely Renee, she just happened to be talking about this Um and it led into something that I talked about later. So I will link that for you as well. Did you know Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action? We've got baseball season in full swing, and you can track all of that action on Bet Online. Not to mention, we have the NFL draft upon us, the Kentucky Derby is coming up. And that, of course, is the first leg of the Triple Crown that's going to begin this weekend. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. And that's where you can go, betonline.ag. So before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline. You can go on your laptop, your mobile device, whatever you got. Check out all the great sporting news and sign up for bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game. As teams prep for their runs for the playoffs. Yeah, we're looking at you, hockey. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Um, but okay, you heard from Leisha. Heard from Angel McCautry. Leisha Clarendon, Angel McCautry. We are going to close the show out with Jocelyn Willoughby. Oh, man, her mind. I can almost hear her mind thinking and expanding. I love the way she approaches her media. Um, I was able to attend some of her book club, not every night, but um, it was a a really great uh, facilitation. Um, And so I asked her a little bit about, of course, what's happening with uh, the Chauvin case, uh, the verdict that was brought down, also the U.S. Attorney General. You've heard me ask about that a few times already on this podcast. But I also asked, um, riffing off of something that she said in her media availability, uh, what's something like a book club, uh, that that partnership with Café Con Libros, uh, is there space for gatherings, be they virtual or hopefully we are moving to, to and transitioning to a time where we can meet it, uh, in, you know, in public uh, and do a book club. I was curious where she felt that activities like that fell on a spectrum of activism and also a, a spectrum of having hope versus um, really wanting to push the envelope and push for more, push for more justice. So that will be coming up next on Locked on Women's Basketball. Hey, Jocelyn. Um, Miles Ehrlich with Nets Republic, Windsider, and Queen Ballers Club. Um, this offseason, you partnered with Cafe Conley Bros to launch Read What You Sew, picking novels that highlighted social systemic, systemic injustices facing minority communities. While, while I apologize for my own spotty attendance at those, uh, this book club really offered incredible insight into your eagerness to to learn, to educate, to share experiences. And you've always been candid with us about your desire to engage with the community. And now that you have, even if remotely, what has that experience been like for you? It's been phenomenal. Um, we had our last private discussion uh, last Tuesday. And I think just 
you know, one, the conversation that we had based on the book that we're reading or just completed um, was really inspiring, but also just to see how we've grown from day one to now in terms of the questions that we're asking ourselves, how vulnerable and open people are able to be in sharing their experiences or, you know, what they were still trying to understand, um, you know, things that changes that they want to see in our society, like all of that to see how we've grown um, was really, really inspiring. And so I was just really thankful because I felt like I learned as much from the group and the books as um, everyone who joined learned from me. And so to be able to have that engagement and share that experience, um, it, it really meant a lot. And to know that people found it really valuable um, was, was awesome. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Burkowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. As always, thank you for listening to Locked On Women's Basketball. Again, I am your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. I mentioned that uh, I have some fun tidbits from my conversation with Angel McCautry in particular. So if you're not already, highly recommend that you follow me at elindsay08. That's E-L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-08. And uh, if you follow me on Twitter, that's also my personal Instagram account. That's also where you can find find me on Locker Room. Uh, That is my Locker Room account. And I'll be activating Locker Room a lot more once we start getting into WNBA games. Um, But if you follow me on social media, then you will also see the links to my YouTube page where I have some of the longer video clips. You're hearing the audio here for the podcast, but if you want to see the full sessions, then head over to my YouTube page. Um, Until next week, have a happy, have a healthy, and uh, we're almost there, y'all. It will be, um, it will be May by the time we next speak. May is my official birth month, and uh, I'm a May 8 baby, so uh, I get, I get in there pretty early, right around Mother's Day, so it'll be all good vibes and positivity, and not only will I be celebrating a birthday, but you know, I should say the good Lord willing, I will be celebrating a birthday, but we also will be one week closer to the start of the WNBA season. Uh, so lots more coming for me. Just a little tease, a little taste. We're going to have social justice conversations. As always, I told you we're going to go back to Georgia. We're also uh, going to talk about Jen Rosati. Uh, so a little sports business. Jen Rosati named the president of of the Connecticut Sun. And there's a little bit of a um, title shift because Amber Cox held a VP position, but now um, the Connecticut Sun have gone to pr- uh, president as opposed to vice president. And there's reasons for that. And if you want to know, then you should definitely stay locked on women's basketball. Erica Lindsay Ayala signing out. <laughs>